everyone. Welcome to the Real Estate by Relationship podcast. I'm your host, Barb Betts. And today I'm very excited to bring to you a fantastic episode with my good friend, Mr. Brad Knoll. Brad is the team leader of the Knoll team out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. And today we're going to talk about all about how to have an essential mindset in your business. Wow. Isn't that the word for 2020? As well as an athletic mindset about how you approach your business and relationships. So with no further ado, let's get into today's episode. All right, welcome to the Real Estate by Relationship podcast. My good friend, Mr. Brad Knoll from Fort Wayne, Indiana. So excited to have you here today, friend. Um, as all of our listeners know, my biggest passion is bringing incredible real estate partners from all over the United States to talk about how we can build our businesses relationally. And I've gotten to know Brad over the past year um, or two and um, have just become honestly infatuated with him and his wife and their team. And we're going to share you all the goodness today. But Brad, I know you have an interesting history of how you in real estate in the beginning of your career weren't trained to work relationally. So talk to me about what that looked like and how you pivoted and the the, the um, excitement you felt when you learned the concept of working relationally. Yes. Uh, thanks, Barb, for having me. Um, I, it was an easy pivot. The pivot was very quick because I'm a relational person. And I think most of us are right. We desire relationship. We, we, um, we get to be our truer self when we have relationships around us that we're closer to. So my problem was I just got connected to the wrong way of doing the business that I really enjoyed from the very start. Um, Right out of college, I was a college athlete. One of the donors, um, and I've got a lot of respect for him, but one of the donors was a realtor, Made a, gave a call one day. I said, uh, hey, I'm engaged, going to buy a house, but I also want to get into real estate. Long story short, got my license, got hooked up with him, had a phenomenal um, education on how real estate works, except we did expires and cold calls and for sale by owners oh. and door knocking every single day. Painful. He was- he was the best at it, Barb. He was so good at it that I believed that the way I internally thought relationally was wrong. Mm. And, and so what happened was I just followed what he did and I did it. And for four years, um, you hated every minute of it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was not enjoyable, but, yeah. uh, but I loved, I loved real estate. My grandfather told me, he said, go to work for three things. And so uh, I want to learn real estate. I want to learn sales and I want to learn investing. And so that's why real estate is just in my soul. My grandfather did it for 55 years uh, before he retired. And, uh, and so one of the things, one of the things is it's in my blood. I just did not do it the right way uh, the first four years. So the well, pivot was easy. You said something that I am a huge proponent of and all of our listeners, especially if you're a newer realtor, please listen to me when I say this, you should find mentors who are successful learn what they're doing, and then figure out what works for you, right? Because Brad, what you just said, so, so impactful. He was good at it. It worked for him. It was who he was, but it wasn't who you were, right? And then you That's got good. introduced to this working relationally mindset and you're off to the races. So talk about what that transition looked like and how did you pivot into working relationally? Uh, I mean, I felt like I was starting my career over. Uh, because after four years, I got to the point where it's like, oh, it's January. Oh, man, I hope I have a good year. 
I mean, has that resonated with you or I'm sure, I'm sure the listeners, I just didn't feel I have any, had anything to build off of. And so now I had a base, I had something to build off of. And as long as I continued to grow those relationships, I realized I could take them with me every single year. Yes. Yes. So let's talk about that transition because we have a lot of uh, realtors who listen to this, who have the dream and aspiration to do what you and I do. What you and I do is no year is a new year. We're never starting over. We're simply building and compounding on what we did the year before and conversely years before, right? So I know there's a lot of people listening who have transactional based businesses and friends, what transactional based businesses are is you are always starting over. You can never build on the relationship you just had because you haven't stayed in touch with them. So you can't rely on repeat and referral business like Brad and I can. So if, if there, if someone out there is listening and they're going from being a transactional realtor to a relational realtor, did you go back to your past clients and call them? Did you just start over? How did you make that like confession phone call of, Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I haven't been in great contact with you, but that's going to change. So what did you do? How did you pivot and start your relational business? I'm going to pivot the the answer to your question real quick. Um, So I did not go back to my past relationships and apologize and say, I'm sorry, we forgive me. I want to stay in good contact with you right now. I kind of made a clean break and I said, you know, Mm -hmm. from now on, from this day forward, uh, this is what I'm going to do. So in terms of how to do real estate relationally, um, as a co-captain on our basketball team for three years, like I told you, I, I had, you know, there were some donors and some people that, you know, sponsored our program that I, I just knew there were business owners in the community. I made a list of 50 of those people that I knew men and women. And I said, I want to take you to breakfast and learn how you run your business. Yep. I said, I'm not asking for anything. I don't want you to move. I'm a realtor trying to grow my business. I want to do it relationally. Mm-hmm. I want to know why you're successful. And so that's what I did. Brilliant. Brilliant. That was We could end right now. If that's the number one piece of advice I've heard in a long time of realtors who are trying to figure out, because that's what I really wanted to get out of you was, is it, it, was it a stop and start, which it was right. Versus some realtors are trying to pick up the phone and call and apologize um, or tell people things are going to be different around here. Uh, But I love that you, you just said, okay, I got a good education on what I don't want to do. I learned the real estate industry, but from now forward, I'm going to grow a business relationally. So what does that look like in 2020 and into 2021? Where have you grown that to in the last uh, four or five years? Um, well, I'll tell you what, I've, I've been working relationally for 14 years now, and um, we've never looked back. One of the things that's interesting, interesting about 2020, other than, you know, everything's interesting about 2020. Um, at the beginning of the year, you know, all these governors started to come out and talk about, you know, what workers are essential. And so I think this plays into real estate and how relationships allow you to win. So every state obviously, you know, kind of went through this list of who's essential. Am I essential? Am I not essential? I mean, think about that. Think about not being on the list and feeling, okay, I'm not essential. So what, what kind of work am I doing? I believe this, Barb. If you don't work relationally, you're not essential, whether your industry is essential or not. Writing that down. If, if I work transactionally, then the next phone call I make to somebody is not an essential one. If I work relationally, I now am deemed essential. So one of the things we talked about when the pandemic hit with the team and you ask kind of like where we're at today, you know, our, 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 our business is up 400% since the day I started working relationally. Um, but the reality is I started talking to the team 
in March. And I said, here's where we're at. We are faced with this pandemic that nobody knows what's going to happen. We're not an expert in the economy. We're not an expert in healthcare. We're an expert in real estate. We are also in the futures business. So if you're deemed essential today, what's going to show up is the work that you did three to six months ago. And so at the time, at the time of 2020 and COVID and pivoting and all of these buzzwords and working from home, all these things, yes, we, we, our strategy has changed. Um, our fundamentals, our principles have not. And so our goal is to remain essential no matter what we're going through. Mm. Wow. Wow. Th- that is insightful very connected to what we're going through right now in December of 2020, especially in California where we just got shut down again. Um, and, and what you just described is what I've been saying the entire time since March, which is relationships are recession proof. No one can take your relationships away if you've built them. If there's an actual relationship there and what you're, what I'm hearing you say is, that you are going to be deemed essential in someone's life if you've built the relationship, right? You're always going to be essential. But if you haven't taken the time to build the relationship and do the hard work ahead of time, you're not going to be essential in that person's life. And at the end of the day, we sell to humans. We sell to people, right? And that is absolutely brilliant. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. I want to pivot to something you're a specialist in and a lot of people in different areas. Now you're in the Midwest, different price points in Southern California, but we've got listeners from all over the country and even a few from Canada. Um, you really have mastered and gotten into the investment business business, and not the investment business in stocks, the investment real estate business. And let me clarify from a sales perspective, right? Really providing investment opportunities for your clients and becoming an expert in that bucket of your business. So how did that start? How does it transition into your database and relationships? Yeah, great question. Um, this is one that I probably couldn't have answered 10 years ago. But right. uh, again, going back to investment real estate, it's always been on my mind. It's something that I want to do. My wife and I have participated in it. Uh, Lindsay and I have owned, bought, sold, flipped, you know, have done some stuff. And we've done it for ourselves. It's a different animal when when you go out and do it for, you know, for other people. Um, and, and something that I maybe have mentioned previously is uh, our team is, uh, our systems are great fundamentals of our team are great. The, the number and the size of our team is great. We help about 150 families a year. So we're in our lane. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we have chosen to work relationally, we're listening to the market. And our relationships have said, I want to invest more in real estate. I want to invest in your area. Barb, uh, for the longest time, the Midwest, a lot of people like to call us the flyover states. And uh, I, I think we're going to change that and it's going to be the fly-in state. So we're going to need some people <laughs> to fly in, check out our area, see. Uh, but our cost of living is very low here. Yes, uh, our average sales prices are lower, but our cash flow is very strong. Um, you know, on some properties, you could potentially put a 15-year mortgage on them and still cash flow. And, wow. and hardly anywhere in the country you can do that. Obviously, some hand-picked spots. Uh, we've got some great diversity uh, jobs are really strong. Uh, our food scene is great. I like to tell people we don't have mountains and we don't have oceans, but we do have a ton of lakes and natural resources. So we've got a lot of second home buyers here. 
Um, so anyway, our rental market's really strong. Our appreciation uh, is is better than it's ever been, uh, but it still doesn't compare to a, uh, a a community that averages 75 degrees every single day. <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> we'll that. It, it we'll is 81 it today. <laughs> okay. We, we have those same digits in our, in our uh, temperature. Right. Today. Yeah. So how did you, when you hear the, when you heard the need of your clients wanting to invest in real estate, you now have become known in many real estate communities as the investment guy. Like you want to invest in real estate outside of Southern California, go to Indiana and talk to Brad. How did you build that? How did you get that word out? Uh, well, it started with a lot of research ourselves, right? Like, so I, I think this is, uh, we could talk about this for an entire session, but um, to kind of compartmentalize this a little bit, there's a couple different strategies. Like, So you have to have, I believe, you have to have your own investment strategy in order for us to really help you. So if I'm the one coming up with your, your financial strategy, I don't know, I, do your own homework, right? Do your own yeah. research. Yeah. However, we get people to come to us and say, hey, I don't care what the rate of return is. Um, I just want to make sure it cash flows. And then we have some callers that call in and, and people that get introduced to us and and it's like, oh, here's a new relationship. Well, they'll buy anything that's an eight cap. Hmm. What is an eight cap? Like, what does that mean? You know, and so those are some things that we've had to really kind of unpack and, and really find out what is your personal investment strategy. And then what we can specialize in is we have properties that cash flow. Um, and, and so that's really kind of where this has come to is, is we, we sit down, we have a Zoom buyers meeting. Um, last week, we had a closing with the buyer who didn't even come to Fort Wayne, but we did some FaceTime videos. We yeah. did some Zoom appointments. Um, so we, we put a team together. If you read anything, um, listen to any podcasts that, that are specific to real estate investing, everybody talks about have your team, have your attorney, your property manager, your realtor, mm -hmm. your banker, all of that. Well, one thing we've done is we've tried to provide that team. So all you need to be is the person that has put some money aside. Yeah had a little bit extra savings, you want to invest it in the real estate market, you come to Indiana and we have the team for you. Well, and what you've done is, again, you're essential in that area because you've done the hard work before. You built the relationship so that someone already trusts you in the real estate space. Now you have the team to provide the investment resources they need to get to that closing and start creating a wealth portfolio. It's absolutely brilliant. And what you've also done, Brad, that I've watched you do is you've noticed a, a niche that your area can truly provide. In Southern California, conversely, not a hot spot for investing right now. High prices, high state tax, political climate, rent control. If I, yes, we help investors. Absolutely, I help investors. But it's not a niche that I should build out a whole plan for. And so what I want to encourage our listeners is find your niche, right? I think that's what Brad is, is pointing out. That's so special about what him and Lindsay have done is they found their niche and they're expanding upon it. And they're getting a ton of referral business into Indiana, not only from their own clients locally, but from realtors across the United States because they found a niche and now they're talking about it, sharing it, but it all goes back to the trust that someone had in you to begin with. Right. Or just, just add to the relationships. Right. So like if, if I've been in business 18 years, but only, only 14 of those have been relationally. Some, some of your listeners may say, I want to get into the luxury market. I want to get into new construction. I want to get whatever market you want to get into. It doesn't matter. It takes relationships. Yes. So after 14 years of running a business through relationships, when I have an investor from out of town who wants to buy a property, 
and there's multiple offers and I pick up the phone and oh, by the way, I have a relationship with this other agent Yes. and there's multiple offers. Did I say there was multiple offers? Yeah. Cause in Indiana, we still get multiple offers as well. Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. They took our offer because it was the best offer yep. for their seller, even mm-hmm. though it may not have been the highest price. Right. Oh. Okay. So, so, so through relationships with this other agent, it allowed us to put this deal together. Yep. We've got some other deals that um, make sense for some people for new construction. Yeah. We can build, get this, we can build a brand new home for between 190 and 250. Wow. Okay. Those are going to rent from anywhere from 1400 to let's say 1700 wow. a month, depending on location, school district. Yep. So one, one of the local home builders, second largest in Northeast Indiana, the owner is calling me asking, where are all these people coming from? How do you know? How do you know these? So it's so relationships. It's a two way street. It's the relationships with the consumers, right? It's the people who want to invest, mm-hmm. but it's also the relationship with the team that's here on the ground. So the, the, the owner of the, of this new construction company gives me a cell phone number and says, anytime you want to set up a zoom call with your investors, let me know. It takes relationships and it doesn't happen overnight. No, it's hard work, but you're, you're, and I want to encourage everyone that's listening to know that it's never too late to start. Please don't hear what Brad and I are saying. And I'm 18 years in the business. Brad's almost the same tenure as me. And we didn't do things right the first couple of years, but we figured it out. Look where we are now. And the other thing I know, and I know Brad would agree is relationships can grow exponentially. Relationships can grow because here's the thing. You all listening already have relationships. You're just not capitalizing on them in a real estate space. You're not creating the know, like, and trust. Your relationships already know you and like you. You just have to get them to trust you. And the reason they don't trust you is you haven't become essential in their life as a realtor. You're essential in their life maybe as a friend, maybe as a customer, but you haven't become essential in their life as a realtor. And that's where all of these systems we talk about come into play but it has to become part of your business and marketing plan, right? It doesn't just happen because you're a nice person. I know plenty of nice people. It doesn't mean that they're the best at what they do and that I would refer them. So the hard work has to happen ahead of time. So let's pivot into one last topic because I know you're an athlete. You always have been. And we've had tons of athlete conversations. I have a feeling, I've never asked you this question and you didn't know I was going to ask you this question. So let's see if I can get Brad a little nervous. Um, what does a day in Brad's life look like? What does a day in your real estate business look like? Because I'm sure it's pretty scheduled and it's pretty consistent. And so let's help our new relational realtors out or experienced realtors with what a, what a day in a successful relationship realtor's life looks like. Uh, first of all, you said I am an athlete. So that is a compliment. Thank you, Barb. Uh, I, I prefer to say was an athlete, but, uh, you still have an athletic mindset. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. hundred percent. So my husband you know, is not an athlete anymore, but he still has a very athletic mindset. So we'll, we'll say there, that. Yeah. There's going to be a club for business owners that are athletes over 40 years old. And, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I think, I think, I think the mindset is, is that's fantastic. That, but, okay. What does a day in your life look like? So a day in my life and, and I'll, I'll sum it up by one thing. It's all about the morning routine. Um, the morning routine is the most important thing. So, yep. uh, whether you're a morning person or an evening person, it doesn't matter. 
uh, pick up any book on success or successful people. Mm-hmm. And you will hear that there is a routine in the morning. Mm-hmm. Some start at four, some start at six, some start at eight. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big believer in, uh, you know, you got to wake up before everybody else, but I am a morning person. Um, very first thing in the morning, I drink a full glass of water, get mm. the body going. Okay. Full glass of water. Then I pour the coffee. I sit down, I do my devotions. I get my mental game, right? I journal. Um, I've heard it been said before that your mind does not know if you're going through it now or if it was something in the past, but when you write it down, your mind thinks you're going through it again. So I write down everything that good, that was good that happened in the last day and everything I'm grateful for today. So then that way, if some, some uh, authors call it the doubler. It's almost like a double experience of something good that happened mm-hmm. to you. Love it. So after I go through that um, journal, I get out my planner and I write down the three most important things I need to do today. Um, I've heard it been said before, and I love this, is you grow your business in the morning and you serve your business in the afternoon. And mm. so a lot of my, mor- a lot of my morning tasks are going to be relationship driven. Sometimes it's just calling to wish somebody a happy birthday. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's, uh, you know, setting up a, a lunch appointment in the future, but the morning is usually, uh, for growing the business in the afternoon. It's the, Hey, okay, we'll get the plumber out there. Okay. Your roof's leaking. Okay. We got an inspection to handle, you know, so, so serving the business is usually left for the afternoon. Um, you think about it in terms of athletics, like you got to warm up before you play the game. You don't want to pull a muscle. Um, and, and so relationally, the way athletics has helped me out. Uh, also is by having a team and our real estate team, you know, it's very similar to, to any type of sports franchise. I remember when I was playing Barb, our coaches would tell us if we're not yelling at you, you're not essential. Mm. Now they didn't use the word essential back then. They used some totally different words that I'm not going to use on your podcast. Um, (laughs) but, but they, they pretty much said, if we're not yelling at you, you don't matter. Mm. And the reason we're yelling at you is because we want to get out of you everything we possibly can. And to add to that is you need to be my best option. And so how, how that has also kind of come into our daily life is, you know, just in, in growing our team and talking to our team is we take, we take the approach that every single day when we show up, it's a new day, mm-hmm. whatever happened yesterday, right? Uh, basketball, Indiana, that's where we're at here. You know, if I was, you know, two for 10 from the three point line, guess what? Tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. Um, and, and so just that mindset of, you know, you get to lace them up again tomorrow yep. uh, is a really good mental approach for each day. I love everything you said. I love the warm up before you play the game, grow the business in the morning, serve it in the afternoon. Brilliant. I love the mindset of the journaling in the morning. I've got some start today journals behind me that I, that I use where you write, you know, the three best things that happened, the five things you're grateful for from the day before. And then you write your 10, I am statements, which is exactly what you connected of the brain doesn't know if it happened or it already happened or it's going to happen. Um, Love that. And I knew you would have an answer to the athletic mindset of starting your day. Um, And I've heard all different versions of what a successful realtor does in their daily lives. But one thing I know runs true between all of um, the people that I've interviewed on this podcast is everyone has a morning routine everyone, right? And you can get it from the miracle morning. There's the miracle morning for real estate. You can make up your own morning routine, right? But everyone's got some kind of routine that they follow every day. And it all starts with, 
the mindset, the attitude, and then the writing down your plan, right? I'm sure you write a to-do list every day, you know, get in your planner, three most important things to get done for the day. All brilliant. All right. I got some real question for you. Did you know how to shoot a free throw, Barb? No. Like you don't? This? No, not, okay. not like that. Sorry, guys. I was I was hand gesturing how you might do it. Okay. Is there, is so, there a mindset of how you do a free throw? So so here's, I'm not going to teach you how to shoot a free throw. I'm going to teach you the mindset of a free throw. Okay. I knew you would. The less the motion, the better the accuracy. The less emotion? The less the motion. The, the motion. motion. Yeah. Mo- like moving around. Okay. Right? The less the motion, the better the accuracy. Some some guys or gals step up to the free throw line and they take 10 dribbles or two dribbles or behind their back or spin it or whatever. Everybody has their own routine. But mm-hmm. but in basketball, we have this saying is the less the motion, the better the accuracy. So the more focused you are, the more deliberate in your movements, the more accurate you're going to be. And, and that's a, a, a mind thought that I have coming into each day. I look at a free throws being distracted. Okay, how distracted am I? What do I have going on in my day? Well, the less distractions I have, the more focused, the more accurate I'm going to be in attaining my goals. So great. So, so I'm not going to teach you how to shoot the free throw, but I'm going to teach you the mental approach to shooting a free throw. The less the motion, the better the accuracy. I got it down and I know everyone listening is going to hit repeat on this one because so many nuggets rapid fire. What book are you reading right now? Cause I know you read a lot of books. Um, is it the road back to you? Uh, the Enneagram book with, uh, Ian Cron. Mm, just trying to learn, just trying to learn more about myself. <laughs> Where's the first place you're going to go when the world opens again? Besides your uh, lake yeah, house. Uh, well, yeah, that's <laughs> second home market is, is great in Indiana. Those are also right? affordable. Where are you going to go? Uh, I mean, I'd love to say Southern Cal because I'm used to coming out there and seeing you guys and, uh, and all my real estate friends. But uh, what's, this, what's Lindsay, the city on you and Lindsay's bucket list? Uh, we had told the kids this was the year to go to Hawaii. We made plans for it. We saved for it. Hawaii was on the list and canceled. It's still on the list. It can still be on the list, right? Yeah, it's definitely still on the list. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's with the kids for sure. And lastly, what's one thing that you learned through 2020 as a result of the pandemic? Oh, my goodness. Um, for myself personally. Whatever you want. You, and I'm speaking to myself here, you are the person that will limit your achievements. Oh, that's phenomenal and 1000% true. And you may not have been talking to me, but you can, you can say that to me too, because I, I, this positive girl over here who does all these amazing things sometimes needs to hear that every day as well. So, um, Brad, where can people connect with you? Is the best place to find you on Instagram, Facebook, your website? Uh, Yeah. Instagram is selling Fort Wayne. Uh, Facebook is great. Uh, go to our website. There's a link there at the bottom. If you want to invest, if you want to buy or sell, obviously uh, you can go fill out the form at the very bottom of the website. It says investor form. Uh, but yeah, connect with us. Uh, love love the chat. Love it. You have been a wealth of information. I'm so grateful to have you as a business partner, real estate partner, but most importantly, a friend. Um, if you ever want to send gifts to uh, Brad Knoll, he's a very big cab fan and specifically Austin Hope, which is uh, something we share together. Wink, wink. 
Yes, Absolutely. wink, wink, hint, hint, wink, wink. So thank you again. No, no. Um, I know that this is going to be very well received and you've blessed a ton of people today, whether you realize it or not. So I thank you. I appreciate you. As always, listeners, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button, leave us a five-star review, tell Brad how much this episode meant to you. And until next time, we'll see you guys soon.